0: Um, team news-wise, Danny, how are you looking? Any new issues coming out of Friday for you?
1: Uh, no, we're pretty good. Um, just apart from Matty Pearson and Kasumu. apart from that, we're yeah, we're, we're strong. What's the
0: latest on them in terms of their prognosis at the moment? Any closer for you?
1: Um, no, Matty Pearson's more long-term. Uh, David mm. Kasumu was was good news, uh, better than I think he was expecting. So I think he's going to be around four to five weeks. Which
0: is a positive for you then, isn't it? If it's not as as bad as first feared.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think um, initially, I think he's had a, an issue in that area before, but um, since, since the scan and the results, it's, uh, it's been quite positive.
0: What's the reaction? Has the group been like then over the last couple of days and when you've seen them this morning?
1: Yeah, it's obviously difficult. It's not been the best of starts. We've had two losses. Um, the performances have been mixed in terms of the, the 90 minutes, some positives, um, some areas we need to address and improve on. But I, I've said before, like the lads are, really good group of lads and really professional. So we reflect, move on quickly and then prepare for the next game.
0: Has it been easy for you to identify why you think you've, you've been missing out where you, you should be strong?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think it, it, it's quite evident really when you've been around a group of players for a while and then you see the performance and the levels you feel they can get to. So it's been quite easy to reflect, identify, um, discuss with the players um, and then try and improve on those areas.
0: You mentioned to us after the game the other night that at halftime there were some choice words. How important are moments like that do you feel? You've been in dressing rooms all your life. You'll have experienced them before. How important are they?
1: Yeah, I think first and foremost, you're in football because you're passionate about football. And what comes along with that is emotion. Um, very difficult to channel your emotion during the game at halftime when you're trying to push the players even more. The, the, the only the main objective for me as a coach is to try and get the best out of the players. Um, And sometimes words at half-time are quite quite emotional. Um, And I think it had a reaction. Uh, Players reacted and performed much better in the second half. Is it important for
0: them to be two-way conversations? Was it a two-way conversation? Did you get back from them as well?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think um, if you provide that environment where the players feel as though they can give the opinion, um, I don't think it happens all the time. I think it's a balance between being direct and then having discussions depending on that. Type of moment, but you need to know how the players are feeling, what what they're thinking as well in that game. Um, but sometimes it is to be more direct and say, like, "Look, this is what we need to do."
0: And I guess you'll have some players who will be happy to give their opinion back, won't you? And some who won't, I suppose. You've got to treat it on both fronts, haven't you? Because each one's a different character.
1: Yeah, it's very much an individual, an individual thing. But obviously, we're collective in those moments in time. So you always get players who voice their view um, a bit more often but it's something, it's something we really want to develop in terms of players having that responsibility and that ownership to our way of playing football, our model of playing football, and then buying into that because ultimately they're the ones playing the game.
0: And the fact that that's been done a game and a half into the season, what do you make to that timing-wise that you've had to do that at that stage?
1: I think it's just, I think it's fine whenever, whenever it's done. I think as a, as a football person, you get that feeling it's never planned really to go in. You're sort of trying to logically think about how the first half's gone. What do I need to say to the players? Do we go tactically? Do we go a bit more emotionally? Do we speak more about the fundamentals of what football is? So as you walk into the dressing room, you're constantly thinking, right, how can my voice and my choice of words have the biggest impact? So I don't think it's something that's planned. It's something that's judged on how you deliver in in what you're seeing in the game. And are you still learning that as well?
0: Obviously now as the head coach, as the main voice, are you still learning that balance?
1: Yeah, of course. It's um, it's only my second game as a as a head coach, so I'm sort of in that process as well. i uh, been around football a long time as an assistant coach um, and as a player, so I think I'm quite educated in terms of getting that feeling quickly.
0: Different role? Sometimes as the assistant coach, you're the arms-round sort of guy, aren't you? You're the buffer. But now you're the main man, it's different, isn't it?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. I think it depends on how you see that, how you want your role to be. Um, but I think with me, Narcissus and... Um, and Paul Arsley now and Paul Clements on the direct coaching team. I think we've got a good balance between personalities and the way we deliver things.
0: I wanted to ask you about a couple of individuals in your squad, if that's OK. Conor Mahoney, firstly. What's the situation with him? He hasn't been involved at all for you yet.
1: Yeah, Conor um, arrived at the club um, on the back of probably two seasons where he's not played much football. So the focus was to get Connor to a physical level where he could compete and be capable of showing his talents. So that's um, that's the reason why he's not been in the squad. Um, he's been integrated into the group really well. Um, he's been a part of the squads in terms of being the 19th man. So he's been in and around it. He, he understands the way we want to play and his role and responsibility within that.
0: So what does he need to do more then to not just be the 19th man to actually be involved?
1: Yeah, I think it would just to increase sort of his physical output, which is pretty much done. I think when players haven't played much over the season, um, I think that's the biggest biggest drop in their performance, the physical side of things. But he's played um, played minutes in B-team games. Um, he's been having extra individual sessions. Um, so his, his levels are increasing now.
0: And Ryan Schofield, I wanted to ask you about him as well. He's obviously been at the club many years. He's, he's had a taste of first-team football with the club as well, but seemingly has, has dropped down the pecking order a little bit. What do you see the future holding for him?
1: Yeah, I think Ryan, Lee's obviously the number one at the minute. Then we've got Ryan in and around that with Nick and Chappers as well. So it's just a case of like the goalkeepers working together and, and and competing, trying hard to sort of unplace Lee. So that's what we're after, sort of competition between places to um to try and compete for that number one spot.
0: He's been out on loan before, hasn't he? Do you see that being an option for him again? Or is he certainly a part of your first team makeup that you want to keep him around?
1: I think we see how the season progresses. Um and whether we have any incomings or outgoings further to the um, end of the transfer deadline. So Ryan's in the building and we'll, we'll work with the players to try and develop them. And on that then, are you expecting, are
0: you hoping, are you wanting more incomings before that window closes in a few weeks' time?
1: Um, I think we're always looking to, to strengthen the squad. Um, so that'll be something sort of, I'll work closely with uh, the recruitment team and we'll see where we go with that.
0: Yeah, because it's it's one of those that's quite fluid, I suppose. It takes one move elsewhere, doesn't it, sometimes to make things move for you. Is that the way you sort of view it? You've got to be patient with it.
1: Um, yeah, I think we, first and foremost, we want to make sure we bring the right person and the right player into the club, which will, um, which will strengthen us and they can buy into what we're trying to do really, really quickly. So um, it's important we get that right.
0: How are you viewing having a cup game then after a couple of league defeats?
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's important we go into the game with a positive mindset. Um, we're looking to first and fo- foremost compete and win the game um, but we'll just address it, the preparation exactly the same as a league game um, and look to perform on the night Do you just treat it as a league game
0: and Can you just treat
1: it as a league game? Because it
0: is against obviously championship opposition as well
1: Yeah, I think mentality wise and attitude wise 100% that's what you've got to do it, it, we've got to be competitive um, whether we make a few changes um, within that team uh, potentially but yeah, it will definitely be sort of prepared for as a normal league game
0: And what about your homework on Preston then? They've had two nil-nil draws so far. Um, So what have you made to them in their opening couple of games?
1: Yeah, I think they're a very competitive team. Um, They have a very clear structure in defence and attack. Um, I think first and foremost, they look very difficult to beat because they've got such good defensive organisation. We feel as though they've got some good attacking players. Um, And yeah, they've had a a decent start to the season. Can you use this as a bit of a catalyst then? If you get a
0: win, even though it will be in the cup, as you say, use this as a bit of a kick-on, kick-start.
1: Yeah, hopefully wins always produce confidence um, within the players and within the club. So, um, yeah, we'll look to prepare and perform and then we'll see what the result is. Hopefully it's a win for us and then we can use that to progress.
0: Cheers, Danny. We'll give you that wave tomorrow night.
1: Thank you. Cheers, mate. <laughs>
0: Cheers.
2: See you later. Steve, we'll come to you in the room next. Hi, Danny. Um, on the transfer front, are there any particular positions that you might prefer to recruit for?
1: Um... We've got a few areas sort of we're looking at, um, maybe in the attacking area, um, and obviously with Matty Pearson becoming injured um, in the defence. But like I said, it needs to be the right profile of player and the right person.
2: Okay. Do, do you feel like with David Kusimvu's injury record, you might need an extra midfielder just for cover there?
1: Yeah, potentially. Um, it was a big blow losing David because I think he um, he made he was one of the players that made an impact um, against Burnley. So yeah, there's a number of areas we'll we'll be looking at.
2: Okay, You you talked about the players getting the fundamentals not quite right on Friday, particularly first half. Do you think it's a case of trying to find um, a system and a style that they feel comfortable working in to get those fundamentals going?
1: Yeah, I think the players um, understand sort of the system we played. I think the way the way we're playing and the principles are very similar in defence to last season. Um, So I think the players understand it. Um, It's trying to is trying to continue developing our belief, so the players can understand the roles really clearly, and then the fundamentals are obviously the key to um,
2: key to performing. What sort of side can we expect to see? What sort of lineup tomorrow evening? Um, I think it'll be quite consistent.
1: I think the squads um, squads fully fit. Um, potentially, there will be some some changes. Um, players who have been on the periphery to get opportunities to start the game. So I think there'll be a few changes in there.
2: Is it a chance for anyone that you do bring in to sort of put themselves in your thoughts for Saturday?
1: Yeah, I think that's always the case. I think when players get opportunity and they take that opportunity, they always um, stake a claim then for a starting lineup. So yeah, that's, I think that's always been the case in football. Do you think,
2: I know the, league, the Cups are never, a, you know, as much priority as the league, but after the losing start, do you feel like this game takes on a bit of extra importance?
1: Yeah, I think it's always the next game, whatever it is, whether it's league or cup. I think um, to try and build momentum, to try and get that first win is always important. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll take the next game is the most important.
2: So for me, thank you.
1: Cheers, Steve. Excellent. We
2: are on Ben
1: McKenna. Good to see you. Hi, dear. Hi, Danny. I'm non there from me. Sorry, all the questions have been asked that I don't oh, know. I so much appreciated. <laughs> We're
0: well done then. Thank you, everyone. We'll uh, see Cheers, you. Danny. Right. Cheers, Danny. Cheers. Thanks, Dave, to a lot. See you tomorrow. Thanks.